0: Welcome to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we share practical life hacks, shortcuts designed to shape your best life and business in the least amount of time. I'm your host, David Ubida. Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs starts right now. Welcome back to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we share practical life hacks or shortcuts to shape your best life and business in the least amount of time. My name is David Yubita, and I am your host. Here, our next guest is the author of From the Barrio to the Boardroom, which has become a global movement. His name is Robert Renteria, and we'll dive into his story when we return.
1: (music) So, Robert, thank you so much for joining us today on the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs Podcast. I am a huge fan, and I know our audience is going to really, uh, really benefit from this conversation. Uh, so, as we dive into this this conversation, we'll dive into uh, the movement that you've created. You're the spark behind a global movement. But uh, before we dive into that, if you would just share, take a few moments and Share with us some of your story, which led to the movement. I am really, really sure that our audience is going to uh, be treated by the story, so and inspired by the story. So please, a little bit about Robert of the man.
2: Well, thank you. Uh, I, like many others, grew up in um, in poverty. I was born um, in the barrio of East Los Angeles. My father. Um, Unfortunately, was a heroin addict and an alcoholic, and he abandoned our family when I was just three years old. Um, my mother later remarried, and it turns out that uh, she married an abusive alcoholic, and he used to beat up on me until I was black and blue, and there was many times as a child I witnessed my mother being bloody and battered by this man. Um, I left by running away and finding my way to another dysfunctional family called Gang, because I was looking for love in all the wrong places. My Biological father later died in a halfway house on Skid Row. He died a hobo when I was just 17. I um, resolved making better life choices. I went back to school and I got my GED and I made the best decision of my life. I joined the military. And it not only changed my life, but it saved my life and it definitely made me a better man. I got a chance to travel all over the world and I I learned about a word called character from the military, which is doing what's right not just when somebody's watching you, but doing the right thing when nobody's watching. So I, I served served our country as a non-commissioned officer in the third special forces group, uh, for over seven years. Wow. I, uh, I brought myself to Chicago. Uh, I had a friend that lived in Lyle and I slept on his living room floor with blankets and pillows because he had one bedroom apartment and all I could uh, afford back then was R.V. sandwiches five for five. I have one on a Monday and make the other four last throughout, throughout the entire week and, Lost a lot of weight, drank a lot of water until I finally got a job in the commercial laundry industry selling washers and dryers for laundromats. And I worked hard every day, every holiday, every weekend for five years straight. I didn't see my family back in California during that time, but I later got recruited and became vice president of a publicly traded company on New York Stock Exchange. I, um, I climbed the ladder of corporate America and I went off and I started my own business. And I thought I had everything I wanted. I mean, I grew up sleeping on a mattress in a musty basement, and I had a house on a pond. I used to ride a bike or take the bus or walk everywhere, and now I was driving a Mercedes Benz. And I, and I share that with you, not to impress you at all, but to empower you, because I learned that the two greatest days in your life are the day you're born and the day you realize why you're born. And that day happened when I released my first book call from the barrio to the boardroom, and I... It was then that I found my passion, my purpose to help address the issues of bullying, gangs, violence, drugs, school dropouts on a global scale.
1: Powerful, powerful. Now, we've had a chance to to chat uh, about your story uh, offline. And one of the things, one of the stories that you shared with me that just so resonated with me was the story behind the the spark or the, the, the little seed that started you on this journey to writing this book which has become a global movement um when you were in the restaurant and meeting those kids can you share that story with our audience
2: yeah you know i was actually pulling up in front of a restaurant and i i got out of my car and i'm walking in there was a couple of gangbangers out front with the tattoos and you know on their neck and their face and their arms and one of the guys says to me, hey, buddy, he goes, uh, your car's fat. I said, my car's fat. Now, I still think I'm cool, but okay, what's fat? And they said, <laughs> your, car, your car's cool. How do, you know, how do I get one? I said, what do you mean? He goes, what's your secret? So I said, how old are you guys? And they told me, and they, I asked them their names, and they gave me their names. And so I said, come on in. I'll buy you something to, to drink or eat, you know, whatever you want. Let's talk. So we went in, and after we were talking for a while, one of the guys said, so what's your secret? So I said, get a napkin from the bartender or the waitress and a a pen. I want you to write something down. So he comes back, and he's looking at me. They're both looking at me with these big, brown, hungry eyes, like I'm going to give him this magic answer. And I said, I want you to write down two words. words. The first word is hard, and the second word is work. And he wrote it down. He looks at the napkin, and he looks up at me, and he said, that's it? And I said, that's the secret. Now, he puts a napkin in his pocket. They reach out and shake my hand, and they go out, run out to the car, and they drive off. And I'm watching them drive away as if I gave them gold. And I said, you know, there's a story here. You know, we have children, teenagers, and adults walking around lost in a culture of darkness. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to write a book. And my book was called From the Barrio to the Boardroom. And it would be used as a roadmap or a blueprint to help guide these young adults, and and adults for that matter, to making better life choices and to believe in themselves and and to, to pursue their dreams. And that's where the idea started.
0: Mm,
1: beautiful, beautiful. I love that. I, I The imagery of that story is just really resonates with me. So your list of accomplishments is really just amazing uh, with the doors and the opportunities that you've been uh, given as a result or that you've earned, really, as a result of your book. Uh, for example, a couple of things that are really, really uh, just amazing – uh, you've been voted uh, Chicago's Latino Business Professional of the Year by over forty-five thousand Chicago uh, land business professionals. Yes. Another accomplishment you have received uh, not only once—I believe it's twice—the the, the uh, very prestigious. Uh, National Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Award
2: for Civil Rights. Yes, that's correct. What was that like? Well, you know, it, it, uh, it helped me to understand how to celebrate and embrace diversity, first of all, because, you know, we should not be looking at things about ages and races and religion and economic backgrounds, but rather one race, a human race. So it's truly an honor to have been the first and only Latino in the world to receive that honor, but to be able to represent and build community and and, and, and not make it about blue states or red states, but rather about the United States, one nation under God. Yeah, I, amen, brother.
1: I believe that 100%. Uh, your book, the, From the Barrio to the boardroom, was a play in 2016. Tell us about that.
2: Well, yes, I received a call a few years back from uh, Gloria Stefan, the artist and her team, and they wanted to come to Chicago and meet with me, so we had dinner and they said, "Hey listen we'd like to turn your book into a play." and they got together with a group called After School Matters and it was funded, and they took thirty inner city kids who were involved in you know being mischievous and not doing well in school, involved in gangs and drugs, and we had an opportunity to watch them perform and produce the play and transform their lives over the course of a year in fact. When all the play was over and, and all, everybody was gone, the kids talked to me and they said, you know, that their boardroom is now the theater. So it was truly a blessing in real time. Wow. What
1: was that like to sit there and watch? Because I was at the play and had the, the privilege of being there watching this whole story be told. What was that like? You're sitting there, you've lived this, and then you're watching the impact of your story, not only on those who acted it, who portrayed the roles, but then those who were watching it?
2: Well, first of all, it was very humble. Uh, But bigger than that, it proves that dreams really do come true. Yeah. Totally believe that. Uh,
1: One more acknowledgement here. You recently were uh, assigned to the Uh, What is it, the Global Boxing Council, is it?
2: It's uh, the WBC, the World Boxing Council, um, invited me to speak at their conference two years ago. And I had the privilege of, you know, mingling and talking to all the professional boxers you see in TV current and past, like Evander Holyfield or, or, or Cesar Chavez or Floyd Mayweather as an example. And uh, they gave all the boxers and the promoters the barrio books and also into a school down there that I got a chance to speak at. And it was there that they said we wanted to appoint you as our chair uh, to the WBC representing boys and girls ages eight, 18 in 165 countries around the world. Jesus, a global movement indeed. So
1: now that we're on the subject uh, of the, the book itself, share with our audience um, what is the goal? What has been the goal uh, f- behind the book itself, behind this movement? And why do you think it's been so widely accepted, not just within the four walls of our community, but really around
2: the world? Well, first of all, you know, it's really not my story. I mean, it has my name on it, Robert Renteria, but it's not the Robert Renteria story. It's all of our stories. Mm-hmm. It's a story of people that come from a hard place, Make a lot of sacrifices, but in the end, do whatever we got to do legally, mind you, to come out clean on the other side. It's a story of hope and dreams and guts and desire. Powerful stuff. What have been
1: some of the experiences that, or some of the most satisfying experiences for you as an author, as a, as a speaker, um, as a business owner? Uh, things that maybe you would never thought you'd experience as a result of the book.
2: Well, I I thought that when I released a book that I was just going to have bragging rights and go back to work. Little did I know that, you know, this was was going to move the way it's moving on a global scale. But there's so many rewarding experiences that, you know, when kids tell me that, you know, if you could do it, I could do it. So it gives them hope. Or, you know, recently I was at a pizza parlor and the guy in the back had read my book and he came out to introduce himself. And he says, I just want to say thank you. I said, for what? He says, I was going to kill myself before I read your book. He said, now wow. I believe in myself. And so it gave him hope. So, you know, you know you're doing the right thing and, and, and it's touching people at a very, very low point in some people's lives. And sometimes it's, it's just used to give people that extra push, you yeah. know, yeah. To, 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 to believe in themselves. Because as, as I've said in some of my talks, if you know, if your dream is big enough, the odds don't even matter. And so it's it's a book about hope and about hard work.
1: Indeed, I've read the book. I've enjoyed it. Um, one more question, or actually two more questions, I'd like to ask. Uh, the first one is, what would this version of Robert Renteria, if you had the op- if you had the opportunity with this version of Robert Renteria, this who you are today? you had the chance to go back and talk to
2: the you know, the kid version of Robert Renteria. What would you tell him? I would tell him the, that there are circumstances and consequences for their actions. And, uh, and a lot of times, like myself, as a lot of these young kids, when you ask them, you know, why did you do that? What were you thinking? And the reality is that they weren't thinking. Mm-hmm. So I want, I'd like them to take a step back. And before they go out and they pull that trigger or before they go out and they try to beat somebody up to steal somebody's purse or before they take those drugs or self-medicate by drinking alcohol and I to think, are there the other people that they're going to impact, which is their family. Yeah, for sure. Wow. So one last
1: question, and again, thank you so much for your time um, and joining us here on the podcast. As a successful entrepreneur, what would you what would be one piece of advice, or what's been the best piece of advice that you've that you've been given that you can share with our audience? Uh, the majority of our audience uh, is, you know, entrepreneurial. Uh, they they own small businesses. Uh, in some cases, they're
2: startups. What would be the best piece of advice you could give them? Well, there's maybe a couple of small tips that I can tell you. First of all, is is make sure you surround yourself with people that are smarter than you because if you're the smartest person in your group, you're with the wrong group. And and number two, ask for help. You ask for help not because you're weak, but you ask for help because you have to remain strong. There is a big difference between a hand up and a hand out. So ask for help.
1: Why do you think... And I know that I promised that was my last question, but (laughs) one more. Um, Why do you think people hesitate or have difficulty asking for help?
2: Well, I mean, I I think that, you know, speaking for myself, but I'm sure it's with all cultures, is that, you know, we have a lot of pride. And, And, you know, I speak a lot with kids at schools. And I tell the kids that when they get on their knees tonight and say their prayers to ask God to give you a big enough throat to swallow your pride and ask for help because there's a lot of people out there that want to make a difference and the stakeholders have a vested interest in the success of these kids. So I believe that if you ask for help, you'd be pleasantly surprised that there's a lot of people that answer that call.
1: Great stuff, great stuff. How can our audience plug into what you're doing uh, website, uh, social media platforms. Can you share your information with us? Yes,
2: thank you. Uh, first of all, our website is uh, www.fromthebarrio.com. Uh, they can find us on LinkedIn under Robert and Churia, Facebook under Robert and Churia. And there's actually a, a foundation, of 501c3. If people like to get involved to help our inner city kids or people with substance abuse issues or bullying gangs, violence, drugs, school dropouts, please, please reach out to us. Uh, and I can be reached directly uh, at 312-933-5619. And again, the website was www.fromthebarrio.com. Robert Renteria, always a pleasure
1: and honor, in fact, to have you, uh, well, to chat with you, but to have you here on the podcast and share your story with our listeners. It's been, uh, it's been a real blessing. Uh, thanks again, Robert, for joining us here on the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast.
2: Thank you very much, David. United we will stand. Thank you.
0: Hey, you've been listening to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we share practical life hacks to shape your best life and business in the least amount of time with your host, nationally featured author, speaker, and small business digital marketing expert, David Ubita If you're a small business owner and haven't solved the client attraction puzzle yet, make sure to visit Ubita. Com. Hey, your feedback is super important to us. So make sure to visit the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs Facebook fan page and share your ideas on how we can make our podcast even better. And finally, a very, very special thank you to each of our monthly supporters for your generosity and for making the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast possible.